0: If you are ready to live grounded in a deeper sense of life's purpose, meaning, and direction, then you are in the right place. Welcome to Transform Your Life, a unificationist podcast, brought to you from our studio in Westchester County, New York, 15 miles north of New York City. We share insights and talk with knowledgeable guests on how to cultivate positive mental health and emotional well-being in the midst of cultural confusion and social unrest. And now, here are your hosts, Jack and Idris.
1: Dr. Kone, good evening. Good to see you. Hey, Jack. How are you doing? Great. Uh, Well, here we are again on Zoom. We we can't meet live, but I guess this is the next uh, best thing, right? Of course it is. Uh, It's live anyway. Yeah. So good to see your face on Zoom once again. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we were talking in preparation for this show. Uh during the week, we were we were talking about what we would like to uh share with the listeners this week. And you know, the title of our podcast it says Transform Your Life, a Unification View. So you and I were talking, we thought, well, some people might wonder what 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 does that mean inside the title, Unification yeah. View. So yeah. we thought Well, it might be good. You know, we spent our first two episodes because of the the problem of the racial tension Mm -hmm. that was occurring uh, due to the uh, unfortunate death of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. We thought that we wanted to devote our first two episodes to talking about how racial uh, racial tensions can be healed. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And also uh, in episode two, we talked about the role of physical violence when people are trying to bring, bring about social or political change. So... Uh, so we thought it would be good. I think we, we both decided it would be good to share with our listeners what is that unification view or perspective mm-hmm. that's in the title for Transform Your Life? What's that all about? Right. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. the, you know, uh, our podcast, uh, it, it aims to help people live a more positive life with positive mental health and emotional well-being. We, that's really what mm-hmm. we want to do yeah. in our podcast is to help people find that and also to help them be grounded in a, in a deeper sense of life purpose and meaning yeah. and direction for their life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, I think with with that sort of orientation for the show, it's it's good for us to talk about what does the unification view have to do with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I think, well, both you and I recognize that there are a lot of problems in our world on many different levels. There's economic problems, there's social problems, there's political problems, there's uh, environmental problems. So, and, and, and we also recognize we're, we, we've done work throughout our lives and we recognize that there are many, many people who are sincerely devoted to trying to solve these problems. Yeah, It's a very serious problem. There are thousands of people around the world who are have dedicated themselves to bring resolution to these problems. And some of them have, you know, just recently come upon up us, like the climate change issue.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, I think in terms of our show and its role in American society, I, I'd like to just, uh, in, in terms of how can we, how can uh, American citizens, uh, embody positive mental health and emotional well-being in their mm-hmm. lives. There's, a lot, of, there's a, lot of, a lot of problems that people are facing in America from many different age groups. You know, for example, there's 17.6 million people right now who are known alcoholics in the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the ones that we know about. Mm-hmm. There are tens of thousands of more who probably are addicted to alcohol that the, the, the national agencies don't have any statistics on because they haven't come forward and asked for help.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So also there's over 20 million people right now who were either former or are current drug addicts in the United States. Mm-hmm. Now this is hard drugs and it's also uh, addicted to prescription type drugs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, And suicide in America right now, the United States is the 10th leading nation for the cause of suicide. The CDC also says that about 9% of the adult American populations experience feelings of hopelessness, despondency, and guilt that generate depression. And from amongst those, 3% of that 9%, have a long lasting and severe form of depression. So I think to me, you know, some, some people think that whatever happening in the world is just happening. That's the way that it is. That's the way it's always going to be. Mm-hmm. But you and I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. So these, these, this information is very troubling to me. I'm sure as it is to you. Mm-hmm. People, when, when, when people are born and they, they grow up as little kids and they develop themselves and they get interested in life, they don't expect to become a statistic like this when they're an adult mm-hmm. or even a teenager. Yeah. They don't expect to be depressed or to, be, to get addicted to drugs or to kill themselves mm-hmm. or to be so depressed that they become clinically unable to really carry on with their life. Mm-hmm. So something is something is not right with mm-hmm. you and I have recognized through the unification view that something is not right with mm-hmm. human beings. There's there seems to be something wrong. We we know we want to live in happiness and peace mm-hmm. and uh, and feel good about ourselves and good about the world. But this is just one country. We, we have a hundred and ninety nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, So apparently there are so many people in our world who are are so unhappy and so conflicted in themselves and so uh, having such difficulty in dealing with life that they end up in one of these categories and it's just horrible. Yeah. So um, you've thought about this a lot. So Mm -hmm. um, I thought it would be good just to, you know, if we were to look at the unification view for me, it, it, it really it really seeks to address what I believe are five critical questions that every person needs to address in one way or another in their life. If they hope to have a prosperous life and a fulfilled life and a life in which they don't harm themselves and don't harm others.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So just real quick, those five questions are, why am I here? Mm-hmm. What went wrong with the world? Why is the world so messed up? hmm and is there any hope to see an end to war, hatred, and violence in our world? Mm. Also, where's the world headed? Where's, where's, where's everything going with this world?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And where am I headed in my life? Where am I going? So I think that, you know, within these five questions, the unification view is really honing in on these five questions we see people have lots of problems Mm -hmm. and they're and and apparently they're not finding the best ways to deal with whatever it is their anxiety their depression their frustration their unhappiness Mm -hmm. so um in your work and in your view uh with within the context of the unification view for our listeners how do you how do you sort of see all this
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i think uh, this is a good introduction get kind of an overview of uh, what we actually, you and I decide to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, you raised, you know, even with statistic, uh, major issues of, you know, related to addictions and, um, and even many other problems the American society is facing, but also the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, society, the world is going through a lot of uh, difficulties on the personal level, you know, societal level. Um, But before even I get into that, uh-huh. uh, I think it's good for us, you know, when we say, you know, a unification view is good for us to understand what unification means, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure for, you know, there are many, many we can have many definitions based on the way it is I mean, scholarly, scholarly uh definition based on where maybe the person is, you know, each scholar is focusing mm-hmm. <clears throat> for sure. But I'm gonna come from um, my own perspective, Mm -hmm. based on probably um, you know, based on my own background in the area of conflict resolution, and um, and I will present from there. Sure. Okay. Very good. First of all, you know, you know, the founder of the unification uh, movement, or if you want, the unification church himself has a definition of unificationism. Uh, in his word, his own word, for him, unificationism means two becomes one. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's very simplistic. It's no, it's not too complex. But uh, if you look at, you know, the general definition of uh, unification, the term unification, there's one thing that it comes into... Uh, the whole, you know, understanding of unificationism is process, okay? So, sometimes we don't actually look at that much, but the word process is the process of bringing something to become a whole or something to bring together, like integrating things together, but there is a process going on there. I think for me, that's really, really important, that process, the word process. Mm -hmm. because never ever things can become one without going through a process and um, so that's important how -hmm. do we unite through a process okay how do we unify through a process and um, and that's the first thing second we use the word view Mm -hmm. it's a view okay so we're not saying here that this is the 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 only view there we understand that there are many views but uh, my understanding of unification view here is how do we integrate different views into you know into one view it's an integrate it's there is a process of integrating now when we are clear about that definition and understanding we can now start looking into issues that we're facing in the world. Okay. Let's take one issue regarding what you mentioned earlier about addictions. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, this is an individual matter. Of course this has a larger uh, issue in society, but this yeah. is So why people get addicted to certain things, you know, but before even we get into addiction in terms of, of uh, substance, there's one addiction that we all dealing with is the addiction that addiction that we are right our view is the only right view this is an addiction Mm. and that's in itself that in itself can be a problem for the world because when we actually get addicted to the to the view that there is only one view and that's the only view and I have to impose that view on the rest of the world. What happened there is we become we are we become a prop, we become one of the problems in society, not the solution. Mm-hmm. So we have to actually start working on because that's also unification view, is to start working on understanding that there are many views that need to be integrated. Mm-hmm. So then we start cultivating ourselves some kind of humility there, humility about. Um, the issue that we're facing. So the problem addiction will not be resolved with one view only, a medical view, okay? Or maybe a political view, you know, or maybe a...
1: Or economic uh, view. Economic view. Right.
0: But it has to be an integration of political, religious, spirituality, uh, social and economic So when we are looking as a whole, for me, that's what we call unificationism. Mm -hmm. Then we will start listening to one another about that issue. And there are chances, then you see, right, that we're getting into process now. Mm -hmm. The chances are high that we come out with a better solution Mm -hmm. to those issues. Mm -hmm. And then that also apply into politics into social issues, into personal um, matters, like we just talked about, what they're talking about um, earlier in terms of addiction. Mm-hmm. That will be my introduction presentation to about yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's very good. So it, um, it sounds like that's what um, most moved you and attracted you to wanting to apply mm-hmm. that perspective. In it's your hard. life and into yeah. your work.
0: Yeah. That... You, know, I, you know, Jack, I was born and raised Muslim. Mm. And, um, you know, and um, being a Muslim, for me, um, basically, there's a lot of problems in the world. But my understanding is the only way the problem in the world can stop is because everybody needs to become Muslim. That was my view. For, for me, it was simple. Everybody needs to be Muslim. And then the world problems are solved. Uh-huh. But I have to do. I have to do what we call self-criticism. I have to do a self-evaluation, a mm-hmm. self-reflection. Because when I look at within Islam itself, there's a lot of divisions already, mm-hmm. you know. And it's the same thing when you look at within Christianity. There's a lot of division going on.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Within every organization, religious group, organization, there are all the division going on. So then that means even if everybody become Christian in the world today, the world will still be. A problem that means something deeper need to happen Mm -hmm. and my I was fascinated with the unification view because unification view was not trying to just to promote one worldview and impose it to rest of the world Mm -hmm. it was about how to bring different worldview into a process Mm -hmm. of interacting integrating communicating Mm -hmm. so that something higher more beautiful more powerful can come from each one of these views and and um, uh, religions and cultures and you know and uh, and perspectives. So that's really what attracted me. Yeah, you know,
1: that's 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 very yeah. That's that's a very powerful testimony in terms of your own process yeah. of of development and uh, maturation. Well, you know, one of the things for me that that really struck me about the unification view and its significance um, was the the uh the realization that the what I was struggling with in my life is whatever everybody struggles with different things in their lives and it it manifests itself in different ways uh, some people think about that struggle and some people don't some people just go through life struggling and that's just the way that it is and they just deal with life as as best they can but for me the 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 unification view really brought home to my consciousness that mm-hmm. the hu- human race itself mm-hmm. is has a i has fundamental problems mm-hmm. with understanding with human beings understanding themselves yeah and in, in their relationship with others in the world. Yeah. And, and when I, I had never really thought about that. I, I, I felt there was something not right in my life and things weren't going right. But, and then, and then I was also very moved that there were people in the world who actually were dedicating themselves, devoting themselves to ending these kind of problems that people were facing. on these various levels. Mm -hmm. And when that came into my consciousness, I, I, I started to have to, I started to want to think about, I had to think about Mm -hmm. what, you know, that question that came up, why am I here? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, all religious traditions provide an answer for that. Yeah. Uh, Science doesn't really claim that it, it has an answer for that. And they don't, they don't pretend that that's what they're supposed to be doing,
0: yeah. but
1: religious traditions have uh, sought to provide an answer to this fundamental question. So, when I encountered the unification view, I, I, I it, it raised my consciousness. I, I suddenly realized that my life mm-hmm. has significance, yeah. and that significance is goes beyond just my own personal. Mm-hmm. Desires or longings or struggles that I'm I'm part of something bigger Yeah, and I'm part of something that That I that I can make a contribution in this world to 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 make this world and myself more lovable more caring more compassionate
0: mm-hmm.
1: more giving Yeah, and th- so to me this was like uh, the explanation that was given about what's wrong with the world. You know, it's a, it's kind of a religious explanation, maybe a little philosophical with some theology in it. But mm-hmm. the point is that I was able to actually begin to think about what's, what's really wrong in our world. because mm-hmm. not right. There's, this world is not right. Mm-hmm. Now I remember one time I, I, uh, I had a conversation with my mom, bless her heart. She just, uh, Anniversary of her passing was just this past August eighth. She would have been ninety years old.
0: Yeah, God bless her. So, yeah, thank mm-hmm. you.
1: We had a conversation one afternoon, and we were talking about the situation in the world. And I asked her, I said, "Do you think there will ever be an end to war in our world?" Mm-hmm. And she right away she answered, "Of course not. Mm-hmm. The world has always been like that, mm-hmm. and it always will be like that." Mm. So. Um, and for her, that was just the reality of the world. Mm. Then I, when I suddenly had, when I suddenly had to start thinking, because of the unification view that was presented to me, that there actually is a way to help contribute towards one day bringing an end to war yeah. and conflict and hatred. Yeah, it it completely brought me to a, another level of. Awareness about my life Mm -hmm. and I really think that Before people get into these kind of addictions and have these kind of personal problems Mm -hmm. if they really Had an opportunity to imbue themselves Mm -hmm. To come up with a really good answer for themselves. Why am I here? Mm -hmm. And where is this world headed and what part do I have in this world? Yeah, what part can I play I, I think that that's that's like so important for the, every individual to to have that opportunity in their life.
0: Yeah. And and of course I will I will back I will back up your idea with one more question that mm-hmm. I think is fundamental about why we're here, mm-hmm. who we are. Yeah. I think that's really essential, you know, especially when we we're going to deal with one another. And then when you know, let, let me let me just leave the the that aspect and then let's focus a little bit on the issue of addiction.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: You know, people, you know, <laughs> you know, I laughed about it sometime, you know, people are addicted even to just consuming things, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just buying, buying. Um, it, it's a it's a problem. It's a I would say like it's this is a problem which is has it's more in, ingrained into the American culture. To, to want to actually buy more and more and more and more. Because because you know what? There is a, when you buy, there is some kind of satisfaction they give you. Okay. But that satisfaction doesn't last long. Mm. You feel good about it. And then you go back to what we call your struggling place again. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you feel like I need more. Anything you need more of is not the solution to the problem mm-hmm. okay let's say I go to the pharmacy and I buy you know maybe uh, headaches you know how do to call it um, aspirin highspren or Tylenol right and then I will, and then every and then I have headaches and then I take the Tylenol and it calm me and I'm feeling better and then two day, three days ago I have headache again and then I take it and then I feel like maybe one is no longer enough I'm gonna take two and then three. And then now it's like every day I become addicted to it because I am looking for that satisfaction somewhere outside of myself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's the real problem with addiction. Mm -hmm. Because addiction is to feel like that part of me that is being satisfied, that is at peace, that is in tranquility, Mm -hmm. is coming from something outside of me.
1: Like a substitute. Yes, Mm -hmm.
0: that raised the biggest issue that who we are, because Mm -hmm. reality is you can actually get in touch with that part of yourself without necessarily bringing, taking something from outside. And that's why spirituality comes into place. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because the role of spirituality, as you mentioned earlier, religion, if you want, in a Mm -hmm. larger sense, is to help you get in touch with a deeper part of yourself mm-hmm. that religious people call soul or spirit mm-hmm. you know and, and in the in, a, in psychology today people use the term authentic self mm. okay that part of yourself when you get in touch with it then you experience a deeper peace a deeper jo- a deeper joy you know so a deeper tranquility <clears throat> And you now can actually head toward where you want to go. Why are you here? You're here to experience joy and give back joy to your creator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's part of every religion, Mm -hmm, every mm -hmm. culture. You can see, maybe it's not exactly explained the way it is, but this is very important. So to end this issue of addiction, Mm -hmm. One approach, I'm not saying that's the only one. Mm -hmm. Here we go again about unificationism. Right. It's not the only one, but one major approach is to help people get in touch with who they truly are. Mm -hmm. That part of themselves that was given to them by their creator. Mm -hmm. So then they can actually experience a a peaceful and joyful life. So when you have that, you don't need anything else outside of yourself. To fill that gap. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a lot of people feel like I need to smoke to fill that gap. I need to eat more sugar to fill that gap. Mm -hmm. But actually, you can actually get it. And that's what we need to teach to most of our people. People need to get in touch with a deeper self. Mm -hmm. So then things start making sense.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's a, that's a very good, that's a very important point. And I, I think you know, not to use a cliché term like materialism, but <clears throat> we are a consumer-driven society, and everything is about you know, it's it's all about the money, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you you need you know you have it's all about the economy. Like if we. People, people are led to believe that if, if we have a good economy, it means that people's lives are actually okay. But, I mean, just from what we read in the beginning, it, it, I mean, you know, Trump's been claiming for the last three years, well, the last two years, that the greatest economy America's ever had mm. has been under his presidency, right? Yeah. But that doesn't, re- that actually doesn't translate into everybody having the experience that you were just talking about. Yeah. Right. And, 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 so. again,
0: and again, you know, um, well, I mean, um, politics is kind of a little bit complex, but my point yeah. here is, you know, economy can fade away in, you know, in, in just a month or two. Look at what's going on right now with the COVID sh- sh- situation. Right. You can anticipate everything in, you know, in terms of economic, you know. So, I mean, of course, it's good to actually invest in and in make people's life, you know, in, you know better based on the economic. But you have to actually think about other aspects. You know, you have to think about the psychological dimension of such things. You have to think about the spirituality of it. You have to think about the social dimension. You Mm -hmm. have to think about, you know, again, the economic dimension. So that's what unificationism is for me, my understanding. So one aspect itself is very, um, I will say, very, um, you know, limited.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, you say, you see, Rick, one powerful thing about the founder of Unificationism was, uh, you know, uh, co-founder, Father and Mother Moon. They, one, one, one important thing about them is they actually try to bring people from different backgrounds together. You know, yesterday, um, I'm sure maybe you, you watched it, we had a big event, and that event... <laughs> You know, you have Ban, you know, Ban Ki-moon, the former president of the former secretary secretary general the United of United Nations yeah. of United Nations, who's a globalist basically, you mm-hmm. know, and has his view on climate change, you know. The East, he was actually the driving force of the of Paris Treaty on 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 climate change. Right. And beside that, beside there in the same place, you have people like Gringish who was actually one of the biggest Trump supporter um and rejecting those kind of you know views in uh, in terms of on climate change no you're
1: so, talking probably, about New, newt gingrich right Gingrich's, yeah yes. right uh-huh. you yeah
0: have, you have also um paulo white who's actually very 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 evangelical and, and then you have muslims um mm. you know uh, prime minister so and and then you have even um cambodian prime minister who's who's actually supported by China, which is kind of communist. So Mm -hmm. when you look at that picture, Mm -hmm. you can understand what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Is bring them together so that they can actually listen to one another. Mm -hmm. Because in all these perspectives, there's something beautiful that we can actually drive from. And then if we are humble enough something bigger than each one of us will emerge from there and that would yeah. be the closest one to solving the world problems
1: yeah i think yeah that's yeah i i agree with that and uh that was a you know there were many very uh hopeful things to take away from that that virtual uh rally that that occurred last night yeah. a couple of things came up when you were talking one of them is the uh Another part of the unification view, which is integrative, is that it, you know, it has its own uh, religious teaching, so to speak, about how human beings came to be uh, messed up, right? Yeah. How they came to be self-centered and mm-hmm. they came to not be compassionate or, or, or why, they're, why they're a mixture of good and evil. It seems yeah. ironic. We, we seem to be the most beautiful people and we seem to be the most ugly people. All yep. rolled into one, so mm-hmm. uh, the unification view has a it, it, it addresses the issue of uh the relationship that parents have with their children and the formation of children 's lives mm-hmm. i remember uh benet brown she's a she 's an, an author she wrote a book on vulnerability exactly yeah and uh she said that when she experienced her own existential crises in her life, she went to uh to get some therapy and the first thing she said to the therapist is don't tell me anything about vulnerability. Don't tell me anything about I need to understand what happened to me when I grew up with my parents. I don't want to hear anything about it. I just want you to fix me, <laughs> fix my problem. I don't want anything to do with, with that. Right? Mm-hmm. So the unification view all actually in, in a very, it in, in, a, in a very integrative way acknowledges that the role Mm-hmm. The way that children grow up in their family yeah. and what they experience, yeah. how they experience love or lack of it, how they experience and learn from their parents about how to respond to conflict and struggle, yeah. that these things in the formative years of their life mm-hmm. have a lot to do with what's influencing them when they become adults. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So that's, so this is, so in other words, if a person is, as an adult is, is experiencing frustration with their life yeah. and difficulty in relationships or whatever it might be, yeah. then the unification view says you, you really need, you do need to go back and consider yeah. what happened in your life while you were growing up. You're not just a, a, an isolated individual as a 25 or 35 year old, whose problems only stem from what you can remember and and what you've experienced in your life in the last 10 or 15 years. But actually, a lot of it can be traced back to your own family background and even, even be tied to generations before your own parents can be transferred over. So, this is another aspect of the unification view that I, I think that's,
0: that's correct. It's very yeah. powerful. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, you, you, you know, you mentioned the, you know, the family environment, uh, mm-hmm. which is absolutely true. Um, that's what we call usually, um, uh, nurture
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, the environment you grow up in will actually nurture you, you know, the positive or the negative, you know, we say sometimes when parents fight, Mm -hmm. Children feel like there is something that is not okay with them because their parents are fighting. That's why it's important for parents to reconcile before their children. So then they give hope to the children that, oh, you know what? Things can get bad, but at the end, it can actually get better. But usually when uh, there's conflict and problem between parents, and then they don't solve it in front of parents, they leave the situation the way it is. This child has the impression that when it's broken, it's broken, and that's it. Right, we gotta give hope to those children when we are nurturing them, so that they feel like what is coming into them is something that is hopeful for the future. So they can actually uh, continue making effort in that sense
1: to become. It's, yeah, it's really, really important point. I, I've, I've, I mean, I, I know, I know people personally who have told me that the experience they had at home. What they saw, yeah, they they were going. If they if they did get married, they were definitely not going to have children, yeah, because they had such a difficult experience, yeah. in their in, it's, it's, it, with no. with their own family. They didn't want to. They just so that that's interesting, and it's also interesting to note that right now, according to a, a recent Pew Research Center study. Mm-hmm. out of 130 countries the US has right now the world's highest rate of children under 18 years of age living in single parent households yeah 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 so if we think about that in never mind the political arguments about that mm-hmm. but if we think about children under 18 years old who are in single parent households mm-hmm. likely because their parents divorced mm-hmm. right yeah. And the impact of how, when they were developing, what they saw and what they felt, mm-hmm. and how that impacted them and is impacting them in terms of their future. So, we we, we can see that the the relationship that parents have with their children, in an integrated view, we yeah. even as an adult, we we really have to we have to consider this as we try as we reflect if we actually. Take that. Not everybody does. People don't really care, right? But those people who care, they, this is something to really consider because that relationship is crucial and it carries with you throughout your whole life, whether you're aware of it or not.
0: Exactly. And and, and, uh, and the unification view is, you know, of course, that's that's the major aspect of it. That's the right. kind of the the you know you know one major factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, upbringing, you know, uh, formation age, you know, all these influences ex- actually how, and then it can even be extended into the culture or how the, your culture also influences you. Right, to yeah. To a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But there's also an, another aspect that the unification, unificationism foster is nature because you have mm-hmm. nurture. Right. You also have nature. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned earlier that unification actually clarified a human condition is really tough. Because yeah. as a child, you're born, and then at a certain point, you start wondering why you have that deep conflict within yourself. Right. You know, and this is something that is nature oriented to. Mm-hmm. That there is a conflict within each one of us, you know, uh, that the term that we use in unification is in mind and body uh, conflict, you know, and mm-hmm. when we have we're to be heading to a kind of mind and body unity, which means between your authentic self and and your you know i would say your authentic self there is there's is a conflict going on there mm-hmm. and and that process of going back within yourself to be able to connect yourself with the deeper you know picture the, mm-hmm. i would say that in you know i would i don't want, i didn't want to use the word god but you know for me the biggest life to humanity is to define God outside of ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, like like the way we used to think growing up that God is like an older man, white man, beard, sitting somewhere in his throne somewhere. Right. I mean that bigger lie of all history, mm-hmm. because if God is omnipresent, then God is present within me, within you, mm-hmm. and in in and and beyond us. Mm-hmm. It's not just present within us, but beyond us. Mm-hmm. So there is a there is a there is a dimension that we cannot actually grasp with our mind mm-hmm. that we need to surrender to. Mm-hmm. But also, then we actually go back within ourselves to actually be able to solve that conflict within ourselves, which is nature that is going on throughout our lives. Yes. And and then when we start actually loving and being more compassionate, we start growing and and becoming better people in society. So mm-hmm. there is the, there is the nurture part of it, but also there is a nature part of it. Right. Yeah. And there is one last thing that the unification view, view foster very much, which is actually the answer to those two problems, which is actually what we'd call human responsibility, mm-hmm. or if you want, you know, you know, some people use the term uh, free will. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that we have. The power to respond to challenges we're facing in life in a positive way, so that we can influence our future, we can influence our own nature, mm-hmm. and then the, even the environment
1: we grow up in. Yeah, I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier too. You know, understanding ourselves: who am I? Right. Exactly. Because if we if we find ourselves responding sort of reflexively in ways that damage our relationship with others and even hurt ourselves in the way we feel about ourselves, If we, if we're able to recognize that we actually have the power within us as a human being to step back Mm -hmm. and pause for a second to reflect about what's happening. Yeah. And then to gain, to gain a different perspective on Mm -hmm. what we're experiencing so that we don't just, you know, lash out or we don't just like uh go in a direction which can can harm we make bad decisions sure, so that, yeah. you know in general yeah so that's yeah. another another uh what i think is a, a powerful integrated view yeah. with yeah. The, the unification view is the the idea mm-hmm. that there actually there is a difference there's a there's a value based difference in the way that we think mm-hmm. there is such a thing as yeah. thinking the wrong way about yeah. something yeah. and thinking in a better way about something. Exactly. In the Invocation View calls it a, a, two different types of minds, right? A, yeah. uh, there's, there's one mind that's closer to the truth yeah. of the matter, which can inform one's decision. Yeah. And there's another mind that's actually, it may contain some element of truth, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's further away. So, for example, bring it into real life, right? Someone makes a decision to take an action in their personal life in the Mm -hmm. case of uh, an addiction. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, there's nothing wrong with this. I'm going to take a drug and then they they take a drug and they end up getting addicted. That of course, obviously everybody doesn't get addicted who takes drugs. Yeah. So, or I'm, I'm, I'm going to cheat on my spouse. I'm just going to do it one time. There's really nothing wrong with it. And it's not a big deal. I'll never get caught. So in other words, How we think, the mind in which we think with, there is, there actually is a mind, there's a universal mind, there's a universal energy that is directed towards a certain way of living and being that can help us prosper and live a good life. And there's also a mind and an energy, if we tap into it, that can influence us to make decisions that will hurt us and exactly. hurt others and yeah. end up end up in a situation in our lives mm-hmm. even whether it's on an individual level or a family all the way up to the national level where the nation itself is in big trouble yeah or the, and the people within it so to me this is like a very in 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 other words sometimes we just think well the thoughts in my head are just the thoughts in my head and the way i feel is just the way i feel mm-hmm. actually no yeah. if you step back you will see there's a there 's a thread there there's a there's a way to think which will lead us down a certain road yeah. and there's another way to think that leads down another road and it's really n- necessary to be aware of this yeah it's in, in our lives
0: necessary to be aware of it I think uh you know self awareness is the key that 's the first step toward yes. this making the best choices in our right. in your life and and even you know, you were talking about overreacting, right, earlier. Mm-hmm. So people, when they feel hurt or wounded, their first, the, the first thing that comes is blame someone else for it and overreact, blame someone, attack and play the victim. Right. Okay? Yeah. That is a pattern mm-hmm. that most people get into. It's a pattern. It becomes mm-hmm. so natural for most people to fall into that kind of pattern, you know, yeah. so that every time something go wrong, so then uh, I need to find somebody to blame. I need to find somebody to attack. Mm-hmm. I need to actually uh, find somebody to be resentful to work. you gonna
1: blame somebody. And I,
0: yeah. yeah, and I need to actually play the victim, mm-hmm. okay? So that pattern is is what really you know, create a lot of problem into our relationship with most Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. So the unification view will be, as you said earlier, you know, you know, when you get hurt, okay, can you own it? Mm -hmm. You know, can you own that pain? Because the founder himself has lived that kind of life and manifested in his own life. Mm He called that's the power because you can say, of course, I'm, I'm feeling hurt now or I am I am angry, but that anger, I can transform it. You know, I can transform it into something positive, into a positive energy. Yeah. But it takes it takes actually maturity to actually do things like that. And I think that's what our society needs most because most people, you know, in 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 the you know, if you walk out now, most people, they're just overreacting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know i remember I remember that story once you know i just feel that i I should share this story. I was driving once and um and um and then somehow I don't know what happened you know, I don't even remember the exact thing I was started driving a little bit slower it was a one way road, so I was driving a little bit slower, and there was a lady behind me she was in a rush, you know, and then she just like gets so mad, and then she started like you know um honking behind me and and then oh yeah yeah and now i get it there uh-huh. was a, there was a traffic light so that was just i didn't want to just go and pass the traffic light quickly mm-hmm. because i mean i might probably get in trouble so i go i went slowly and then the traffic light got me. so she was mad at me already so when she came in front um, you know, the traffic light and then she was closer to me. She can, she could see me from her window mm-hmm. and then she started looking at me and I, I was clear, I, it was clear to me that she was just waiting for me to just attack her. Mm-hmm. And then she would actually attack back even harder. Right, yeah. But I smiled <laughs> and then she didn't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. You know, she looked at me. She couldn't smile, of course, but she turned her face around, and then she wasn't looking at me anymore. Uh-huh. Because most people, you know, they they just want to react, and I think that's something that is pretty hard. It's take discipline. Uh, yeah yeah
1: to achieve. I think yeah, I, that's a great it's a great story. I'll, I'll share one real quick too. It Looks like we're we're coming up on our time for the end of the show, but uh, I, I had an experience where. Um, I had to, there was this, this tunnel around where I live. It's a small tunnel you have to pass under to get, to go through. There's a, an aqueduct yeah. so that there's no, there's a stop sign. And then you're, you're supposed to stop. If the, if the car pulls up to the stop sign first, mm-hmm. then there's, you're supposed to let them go first. If you yeah. came up a little bit later, right? Well, I was spaced out this particular day and I didn't notice that a car, th- this tunnel was just about maybe a hundred yards long, 120 yards long. I didn't really pay attention. Somebody pulled up about three or four seconds before I did Mm -hmm. at the stop sign. And then I pulled up three or four seconds later. So I was supposed to let that that car come through the tunnel first, and then I pass after. But I just went – I hardly stopped, and I just went right through the tunnel. And about halfway through the tunnel, that driver took his car, and he parked it so it completely blocked the tunnel. Yeah. So I was not able to get out. Well, not complete, but about two thirds of the way. Right. Yeah. So as I was approaching, he got out of his car, he was standing there with the door open and he was so upset. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what are you, what is this guy doing? (laughs) Like, I was like, I think I was irritated that he would do something like that. Yeah. And when I, when I pulled my car out of the tunnel, I, he, it, there was just barely enough room for me to get by, right? Yeah. So I stopped and I rolled my window down and he, I could tell he was looking for a fight.
0: Yeah, of course. And yeah.
1: I, I guarantee you, yeah. if I would have said yeah. the wrong thing, yeah. we would have come to blows right there. Exactly. But, and
0: you know what, Jack?
1: how they gone? What I said, yeah. <laughs> like what that. I said to him was, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. And I I shouldn't have done that something like that. Yeah, and he looked at me And he didn't say a word. Yeah, he got back in his car and closed the door. Yeah, and that was it
0: Yeah, because people don't yeah. know what to do if you, They don't know what to do with their
1: pain, you know, most yeah. people
0: don't know what to do with their pain.
1: He didn't That's, expect yeah. that reaction from me
0: Yeah,
1: and, yeah. and so oh. oh just real quick, one thing, I, I, it, I think it's an, a really important point you made earlier regarding the integrated view of the unification view. Sure. One of the things that struck me, uh, when I, you know, I grew up Catholic, but I never in, we didn't read the Bible that much. And yep. there wasn't an emphasis in my family that Jesus is, the you know, like you said, when you grew up in, in Islam, their emphasis was everybody needs to become a Muslim. And that, yep. that's the way the whole world can be peaceful, right? Yeah. My family never raised me thinking that Jesus was the only way to go to heaven. And I always thought it was odd that, that religions insisted that the particular view they were holding about how to make the world a better place was a view that everyone should adopt. Mm. And, and if they don't, then you, you actually, you can not like those people or you actually don't have to have a relationship with them. This is really important point that Mm. it, 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 it's applied even in our daily lives, right? Like if, like in my relationship with my wife, if we're, if we're having a disagreement and something's really contentious that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. if I'm just insisting that my view is the only right view and that she's wrong and that because she's wrong, I can be separate from her or I can not like her or I can just walk away from her. So this, this sort of view that uh, uh, the unification view really is that it, it, it it values it validates other worldviews other uh other thought systems and says that these can be integrated to become more powerful rather than just individually alone just like in a relationship with my wife Mm -hmm. if we hold strong individual views but if we're actually able to be humble like you said and say listen you know somebody might be wrong or right maybe so whatever the case but by by stepping back and saying, listen, you're, you know, it's, it's like that with the, with the case with the, 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 the road rage thing there. Uh, if we, if we're able to wreck every person is struggling, every person is hurting, every yeah. person's in pain. Yeah. The yeah. person you're not liking in the moment that you're not liking them is in pain just as much as you, if not more. Yeah. But like you said, if we're, if we're not able to process our pain properly, then we're we're probably going to hurt ourselves, and mm-hmm. we'll probably lash out or hurt the and other person too.
0: Exactly, you you know, and then we we have the impression that it's all about other people, but exa- mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not just about other people. Right. We are part of the that condition because we yeah. talked about it earlier. It's a human condition, right? So, um, you know, we people need to become more self-aware right. that their pain. It's something they can process in a beautiful way. Right. And if we,
1: yeah. And I also like this isn't, this isn't uh, the unification view doesn't have a a patent on this. It doesn't own this. All genuine spiritual traditions say the same thing. But it's really like every single person, like you were talking about it to become one. The every single person is you. You're exactly. a part of every other person. Exactly. So and, and, and you know,
0: you, you you say, yeah, of course, unification in term of a particularity, unification doesn't, doesn't own that, but in term of you know the universality, mm-hmm. because we have to be we have to look at it because every tradition has something really deep. But a yes. lot of time, you know, the, but we you know we I as a unification, when I look at other tradition. Mm-hmm. I am looking at the universality of it. Right. It can be expressed or explained from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But I am sure when people sit on the same table and then start listening to one another, like you shared earlier with your spouse, mm-hmm. you can have like different, complete opposite view on one issue. Right. Okay? But because you sit on the same table and talk about it, what the, in that process, what is happening is all the false element will start falling apart. To a mm-hmm. point that you meet through your heart. Right. Yeah. You know, that that's really where unification is. That's what I used the term earlier, process. Right. There's a process to be one. And in that process, even to, in that process, we actually start letting go things that we easily get attached to. Opinions and uh, ego. and. Right. You know, we and, and then we just grab that and then we actually become we get into problem with other people.
1: Right. Yeah. There's we some can
0: learn to let go through listening, through understanding, in a diff, in an environment that is created for us, then it becomes so natural for us to connect in it mm-hmm. from our deepest place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's really um, I think what that's really the beauty of unificationism. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. You know, so the Indian American said to conclude my point here, Mm. Indian American said, you know, the left wing and the right wing of a bird. Right. Belong to the same bird. Right. But sometimes people from the left wing have the impression that the right wing right wing doesn't have a right to exist. and The right wing feel like the left wing doesn't have the right to exist, Mm -hmm. but the bird, need both Mm -hmm. so that's why god if you want to you know we can use the term god or if you want the creator of the universe want to hold both Mm -hmm. want to help both so that they can understand that both are needed those need to be integrated to find something more beautiful more powerful
1: yeah for the world i i remember one time uh Listening to our, our founder speak one time, and uh, he was talking about this issue of of the world and all the races in the world. And he said, "Look, if you want to call yourself any race, if you'd like to identify with a race, let's identify. Let's call ourselves. We are the love race. Yeah. We are the love race. In other words. So, so this is to me. This is uh, this is this is really uh, this." Uh, the self-awareness self-awareness can only really is embodied when we really are able to to answer the questions that we posed earlier. Why yeah. am I here? Yeah. What went wrong with the world? Yeah. Where am I headed? hmm What hope do what hope is there to end war and violence and hatred? Mm. If we're able to actually in our own lives really answer these questions for ourselves in a way that can really embolden us to, to be all these things that the unification view wants to integrate. Yeah. Then I, 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 then this truly is, of course, we know there's many other complex issues in society pressuring in on, Mm -hmm. on this, but this is really, uh, really, really important for, I really want to encourage our listeners really, you know, dig deeper Mm-hmm. don 't wait until you 're sixty or seventy years old where you, where, where you might look back and say, "What was it all for mm-hmm. what did I, what, what did I really do with my life yeah. what did, you know I feel I was fortunate I asked, I asked these questions when I was young mm-hmm. what 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 is my life for? What mm-hmm. can I do with my life to make the world a better place? What can I commit myself to for something beyond my own?" Goals and aspirations in life as an individual, yeah. and then to work towards that, that give a deeper meaning and deeper purpose to our lives. That I believe that that really will will contribute so greatly towards positive mental health and emotional well being. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, Yep yeah. Well, Dr. Coney, we've come to the clock once again. Yeah. It so we're going
0: to huh?
1: yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to need to conclude the show. So I want to thank our listeners for uh, tuning in tonight and remind you to go to transformyourlifepodcast.com. That's the landing page for our podcast show where you can see the episodes we have posted. We're building up our archives right now and in the future we'll be adding uh, materials and uh, links that you can go to for further discussion and further uh, understanding of some of the things we're talking about. But I want to thank you for all the listeners for listening in tonight and encourage you to listen to the next show. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe so you can be notified about any upcoming episodes. And please take a moment to leave a positive review on iTunes or wherever you're listening and share it with your friends. Be sure to check out the archive section on our website, transformyourlifepodcast.com for previous podcasts. And check us out on Facebook and Twitter too, at Transform Your Life Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of Transform Your Life, a Unificationist podcast. This has been a PR Web Design production. Thanks so much for listening.